Welcome to another edition of the Scozzi Football Podcast, a week of quadruple trebles, a 135-minute crisis at Rangers and the first managerial casualty of the COVID season that is. I am joined as ever by Anthony Maguire, north of the river. Good evening, Anthony. How are you doing? Hi, Richard. How are you? I'm well, mate. Yes, big week in Scottish football. I know we say that every week, but uh, history... Well and truly made, according to Celtic, uh, world first, a quadruple treble, 12 trophies without defeat, obviously out of the League Cup this season, so that will be the the end of the run, but I must say, probably one of the cup finals for the ages, if you're a neutral supporter, it was quite the spectacle, if you're a Celtic supporter, you probably ran out of fingernails and you know, maybe even hiding behind the couch at some points uh, with some of the defending. Um, well, what were your thoughts on the game, mate? I thought, do you know, I, I, I was looking at Jim Spence, who is uh, one a, a punter who I respect in Scotland, and um, well, he's more than that, he's a journalist and a, a rector of university, I might add. But um, he 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 sort of thought that the game was guff. I thought it was pretty exciting. Uh, it was close. Um, very, it was like Celtic totally dominant in the first half. Looked well ahead of it. Cheeky wee Penenka from um, um, Odson Edward. Uh, which Craig Gordon congratulates him on warmly. Uh, and then the second half, Hib, oh, sorry, Hearts, Hibs actually bad. Hearts came right back into it, roaring back into it, and uh, got an early goal, really put Celtic to the sword in the second half for a much better team. No wonder you were biting your nails, pal. Um, and in extra time, that was looked like Lee Griffiths might be the saviour um, coming back. Scott Brown looking totally pumped. Good equaliser at the end, and you know penalties. How did you? How did you get through that? Were you oh, still awake? It was. Oh, I was awake. All right. I mean, it was obviously for us. It was after midnight. I think the penalty shoot. It was about one o'clock in the morning by the time we got there. Um, yep. It was. Um, I must admit, at half time, I'm just thinking, how many is it going to be? Like you just felt that Celtic were in complete control. Hearts hadn't laid a glove on them. Um, you know, Gordon's reaction to the. Um, to the Penenka, I mean, far out. I mean, uh, what's it like? If you're taking a penalty kick, like you kind of want to get the ball in the net. So if you can deceive the keeper who you're knocking the ball against and get the ball in said net, it's all fair dues. Well, I mean, you've got Neil McCann harping on it that's disrespectful since, since Craig Gordon just played on. for Celtic. But I mean, how, how how bad would it be had Craig Gordon just stood there and caught the ball? You know what I mean? Like how much of a diddy would have um, Odson Edward felt, you know? So <laughs> he has he has balls of steel doing that in a cup final. I mean, that's, you know, that, that takes a bit of, a, a bit of moxie. And, and anyway, so um, David on Facebook did ask, has Craig Gordon stopped crying yet? Um, and he, he did look a very dejected figure at the end of the penalty. Shoot. Uh, admittedly all the Celtic players did run up and pat him on the back and, and and wish him well sort of thing but to get back to the to the second half um, Hearts just scored early which is exactly what they needed got a bit of belief they just were closing Celtic down a bit quicker and all of a sudden Celtic just fell apart I mean there was one instance in the second half where Julien and Duffy both went for the same ball and it was actually a really smart save from Connor Hazard that actually kept it I think it was at 2-1 at that point um, big goalie he came flapping, especially for the third one in extra time. He, he came out to punch it and didn't end up doing anything. Just turned his back on it. So he'll he'll learn from that. I mean, it's his third third professional game. He's he's picked up a winner's medal, and you know he's probably feeling quite down going out of that penalty shootout. And then 
you know, you're watching a, a Ryan Christie's penalty gets saved by Craig Gordon, and you just think it's written in the stars that Craig Gordon's going to win Hearts this cup final against the odds, you'd have to say. And then Connor Hazard comes up and pops up with two two excellent saves. Admittedly, the penalties weren't the best. Um, it was the, the man of the match, um, centre-half, uh, I've just forgotten his name all of a sudden, Stephen Kingsley, uh, and then Craig White. And they weren't the worst penalties in the world and still had to save them, and he did. And all of a sudden, Celtic win 4-3 when Chris Iyer with apparently he cramped up. So he said it was only going one way. It was going straight down the middle with everything that I had left. And that was enough. But, oh, I tell you what, you know, I think we, if you're a Celtic supporter, you, you, you earned that one. <laughs> that was, yeah. that was by uh, well, far the, 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 I'll just face it. So it was the, it definitely out of the 12, um, 12, or not 12 cups, obviously it includes the leagues as well. But of all the finals, that was the one that pushed Celtic to the absolute brink. Um, and yeah. well, I have to congratulate at this point B in sports who actually managed to suspend quite a bit of the suspense um, by showing the 90 minutes and clearly nobody at B in sports had anticipated that there might be extra time so uh, so the, the, the live stream uh, which was going out on um, satellite internet da, 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 uh, didn't show any of extra time I sent, so, I, I um, sent an angry tweet to BN good and man. they actually did put it back on about five minutes in so they, they, oh, did, well they, did, they did realise but still it's absolutely appalling and you know i thought that would never happen in any other league in the world so it's it's pathetic really when you think about it yeah well there we go anyway uh so congratulations celtic uh, quadruple treble uh probably not to be repeated uh, i think everyone's saying in a lifetime was well, quite quite an impressive feat i think we've done our research though and lincoln red imps had uh had a claim to the quintuple treble or whatever the Gibraltarian League uh, gets up to at, at Lincoln Redibs. Listen, if you're a football fan, at least in Scotland, there's a, a two or three teams, perhaps arguably sometimes involved in the mix, but it's usually two. Uh, and Gibraltar at Lincoln Redimps have won every championship for the past 20 years, bar one. Yeah. Who I, cares? Let's, I, let's, <laughs> let's say about that. But, but um, yeah, I, I don't think they were recognised as a, as a proper league at that point when they did, oh, when they did win it. So anyway. Revenge of the Daily Teams. Yeah. Uh, league Cup quarterfinal action uh, happened. The last two games happened uh, just after we recorded last week. And they turned out to be quite exciting. Um, the kickoff of a, of a crisis of sorts of Rangers um, knocked out of the League Cup by St Myrne. The last minute goal by Conor McCarthy. Uh, St Myrne acquitting themselves very well coming from behind twice uh, that's something that uh, St Myrne have been the 3-2 team for this week <laughs> um, and Livingston um, beating Ross County uh, the, the penultimate nail in uh, as it turns out Stuart Kettlewell's coffin um, he was going to be sacked at the weekend following the game and actually I've never quite seen somebody front up on the, uh, you know on the on the TV immediately afterwards in the interview going well that's me relieved of my duties so you know fair play to him but goodness me that must have that takes oh, that, any bit of that was absolutely I was really talking about that that was absolutely brutal I mean I get Ross McGregor's made the decision that he's not going to carry on but to do it immediately after the game and then like I said he then has to front the media for the post-match press conference and then he tells everyone yeah I've just been sacked I mean yep Oh, that's tough. And he's talking about I his family. He's talking about his family living up there and getting settled in in the area and all that. I mean, that's it's that it's, that's really that just shows the human aspect to football. Like you know, at the end of the day, everyone's a human being. Like they're not machines. They're they're, they're humans. And I just thought it was terrible. I mean, by all means, if he's made his decision, he's made his decision. But why not wait a couple of hours? And and you know, what I mean, like what's 
Yeah, I think from what he said in the actual presser after the game or the interview after the game, he hadn't actually told the players at that point. Like he was basically in front of the cameras immediately afterwards, saying, "Well, that's it, it's all over, and I'll need to go and have a chat with the players." And you're thinking, "Whoa, okay, that's a, some way to learn about it. That's for sure." Uh, briefly touching back on the League Cup quarterfinal, Rangers had shirts that didn't have their usual bling on it, uh, no advertising of any sort. Don't know quite what was going I on. I think there. it was their it was their retro shirt, wasn't it? It was, oh, it, was okay. a, it was a throwback to uh, ah. days days yonder um but i think the um i think gerard Stephen took the um the blame for the for the loss um he made a few changes i think the the biggest one being barisic coming out for um uh, uh, zungu on the left or yeah yeah and i think he was found one oh no sorry it was um it was bassy sorry bassy uh, the left back and i think he was found wanting for at least one of the goals so there's a little bit of criticism there towards uh, Stephen Gerrard about that, and and to be fair, this is the real only criticism that they've received so far this season because you know they've been they've been flying, but it just shows you that cup cup finals, cup competitions, they're, they're there for anybody really. You know, it's, it's uh, well, Jim Goodwin's been been basically sort of uh, playing the League of Ireland players, I think, for for that particular Saturn squad. And Jamie McGrath was previously Dundalk St. Pat's Athletic, scored two of the goals. Uh, Connor McCarthy, also previous, uh, I think, some, I thought he was St. Pat's Athletic. Uh, somebody will correct me. On I that, must I'm sure. admit, I must admit, the interviews after the match, it does sound like a night out at Rosie O'Grady's, like it was, uh, <laughs> it was just a sea of a sea of Irish accent. Sense, but yeah, you know, good on yeah. him. And, and I think Jim, he deserves a bit of credit because he, at the start of the season, everyone said that he'd assembled a, a quite a real, a really good squad, but he didn't get, didn't get off to a great start. Then they had the COVID issues where basically their whole squad had to self isolate or tested positive. So I think this is just the start of the season that he was hoping for. It's just taken three or four months to to happen. So I think you'll yeah. find that St. Murn should slowly climb the climb the league and I'm fairly confident at this point going on what they're what they're doing at the moment that they will be in no danger of being in that you know in that that dog relegation dog fight because there's a few yeah, teams at the moment who <laughs> yeah it's pretty tight yeah. it's pretty tight yeah. down there we'll come back to that in a minute or two uh so league of the, the league can I just say that I actually predicted and this I cannot recall ever happening before not only did I predict the 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 actual um, win lose uh, sorry win lose draw um, actually predicted the score Hibs won Dundee United won thank you very much and, <laughs> I, and I will now give up and back up predicting anything ever again well but, um, yeah you were, you, were, you were about 30 seconds away from it being a one hey. Hibs win but hey. um, but uh, Luke Bolton uh, late equalised a bit of a sick cracking drive because yeah. I mean let's face it it was all Hibs I mean all the chances were, 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 were Hibs and I, I think Dundee United did their best to almost give Hibs a, an, uh, sorry, a second goal as well the one particular bit of defending um, one ball took to the two central defenders out in the second half but uh Kyle McGuinness early on opens his, his Hibs account with a, a cross come shot that just happened to miss everybody I think um Dundee United should be signing Ben Seacrest on the longest contract they can possibly absolutely afford, afford. he yeah, he was immense again I've said this on several podcasts now he is an absolute He's he's dynamite. He's actually a really good keeper, um, and he kept kept a minute. And uh, yeah, like I said, it was just Hibs ruining um, missed opportunities. Too many, too many world world class goalies uh, can win you leagues. Uh, you may include in your answer Alan McGregor. Um, 
Craig Gordon, Arthur Boric, um, and uh, Celtic terrible problems in the goalkeeping position. Don't be surprised if they come in for Segrist if they think that uh, your man's not quite up for it yet, Connor Hazard. But uh, it, clearly no confidence in, in, in Celtic's goalkeeper at, at the moment. Um, I, do you think St Mern are going to be mid-table obscurity? Or do you think they're going to go further up? Uh, no, I think they'll. I think they'll be hovering in that sort of seven eighth position. I don't think that because of the start they've had. I don't think they'll make top six, but I, I think they'll be that in that St Johnson role, that sort of you know top top of the rest sort of thing. So seventh or eighth, I think, is probably where they'll where they'll end up. Um, you know, obviously totally good. Based, based on current form, obviously. Yeah, well, I was completely wrong last week when I said that um, Kilmarnock, so Aberdeen do have a very happy hunting ground at Rugby Park and uh, and have done very well over there for many, many years. And they did well again, a bit of a kind of, again, one of those really difficult games to watch. It was on live in the telly here, I watched it um, all before the cup final. Um, good strike at the end from Sam Crosgrove, who once again came on as a late substitute. Um, Brandon Honstrap. Oh, a great name, eh? I mean, you're a bit, who, who, who hold him down with his horn. A minute, a minute to go. You're one 0 down, and he gives away he gives away a free kick to the edge of the box and a red card. I mean, that's just poor decision making. And and Alex, and Alex Dyer was was quick to say after that was just I don't know what he was thinking. And then what was the wall doing? Have you seen that? Yeah, have you, you obviously <laughs> why? I mean, I've I've watched it back. I mean, the wall was like it was just like picket fences. It was like there was no. enough gaps to. Yeah. Anyway, and that now makes eighteen matches in all competitions without defeat for Aberdeen at Rugby Park, which stretches oh, wow. back to May twenty twelve. Oh, I I stand corrected. I'll eat my humble pie. And in that time, they've lost. Uh, sorry, in that time, Kelly have lost fourteen and only managed to draw four four matches. In eighteen, wow! So there you go. And I actually need a better researcher before I start. And that's, now, and that's now Aberdeen lost just one of their last eleven Premiership matches, which was against the Rangers last month. So there you go. They're on a bit of mm. better good form. So they're 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 coming good. And that also brought them second in the league as well. So um, admittedly, Celtic with games in hand, but still um, yeah. puts keeps the keeps keeps the pressure on the the, the old firm. Um, Absolutely. Uh, Rangers uh, having a mini crisis that they were knocked out of the League Cup and were one down at Mullowell, um with 20 minutes to go um, but they came good the roof came in on Mullowell. do you like that? Yeah, right, that, was, that was very good um, at la- up until now that's the first time that Steven Gerrard's side has won a game after losing a cup match so oh. that just shows you that they have turned a corner it wasn't pretty Mother will score early. Cal Lang caught uh, J- uh, James Tavernier napping at the back post, um, stuck it away, and then Mother will revert to a five-five formation, <laughs> um, <laughs> and basically just, parking. Uh, they, they, they will truly park the park the bus um, and the and the trailer and everything else in front of the goal. And you thought it was working for them, but Rangers found a way. I think it was the change came when uh, Aribo came on in the second half. He replaced on pick slots. He's a good player. He replaced the Glenn Kamara, who was basically wasted because you know the the, the Motherwell weren't really pushing out. So, um, so so fair play to Gerard. He, he he realized where he had to sort of make the change, and that ended up being the the thing, like you say, that unlocked the Motherwell defense. And then good 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 poachers go from roof, and then a really fine finish from Cedric Eaton. Um, but a bit of bit of 
crap defending from uh, Mugabe. Motherwell's right back. I don't know what he was doing. He was trying to be a bit too clever and got caught out and he went a bit, went a bit absentee for one of the goals as well. So anyway, but you know, Rangers, like I said, it could have been a, could have been a crisis if that had finished 1-0 or one all. then, you know, the, the pressure would have been intense, but you know, they've managed to, managed to overcome that and uh, yeah, keep the pressure firmly on Celtic in this title race. Crisis at Rangers, 16 points ahead in the league. Um, Now, Ross County and Neil Hamilton-Aki's two, we've spoken already about um, the very unfortunate circumstances of Stuart Kettlewell. Uh, Good luck to him, whatever he chooses to do in the future. Um, uh, Two goals for Hamilton-Aki's in that six-pointer. I think I called this one right as well, and I think you might not have, but it's okay. I won't won't labour the point. I got the Aberdeen one, you got this one, so we're we're splitting the difference this week. I think um, think Hamilton-Aki's, I think they had two good chances and had and took two good goals, and I think that was the difference. Ross County huffed and puffed and had chances, but just couldn't couldn't hit the target, um, couldn't couldn't score. Um, seemed industrious enough, but Aki's just bang bang two 0 Thanks for coming. Yeah, um, and that and Viker's good picks again. I know, but that was that was Ross County. You know, that was ten games in the league without a win, so. Two draws, basically two draws in ten games, and ironically, the last team that they beat was oh, was Celtic in the League Cup. Mm, um, yeah. So you know, so this, yeah, not 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 not, not good reading, and and obviously, big Yogi Hughes has been appointed the the new manager. Um, so I must admit, I've got a bit of time for him. Like the way he talks on the radio, he he, he has a, a passion for the game. He's been out for three years. He said he wants to spend a bit of time with family. I think he was waiting, trying to wait for the right appointment to come up. Um, and I think he'll have Hibs playing some good football. I think the Celtic game's probably coming a little bit too early for them tonight, but um, mm. I think I think he'll be I think he'll be okay, and I think Ross County will be okay if if, if Yogi can get them. Get them it was a very, very quick, very quick appointment actually um, mm. of of John Hughes, which means that, that um, my pal back in Scotland, who is one of a, is a senior clinical nurse, who uh, applies for any managerial vacancy that comes up in the top leagues uh, of Scotland or England, and he often, he some quite often gets letters back actually saying thank you very much for your interest, <laughs> but uh, the position's already been filled. <laughs> but he got a letter back from Liverpool. Wow. Um, after I think it was after Hooli, uh, it was and it was and it was kind of taken the spirit intended, but it was very very amusing, a good story. Uh, okay, so Slimburn, as we said, 3-2. They are 3-2 winners of the week. 3-2, 3-2. Um, so they're getting five goal uh, five goal wins and they don't mind coming from behind because they were behind again against St. Johnson. Uh, Stevie May with the hair, scoring from the penalty spot with probably one of the worst penalty kicks of the season. Yeah, uh, it's graft under the goalie. Uh, and um, Scott Tander with a decent strike. Uh, two on at half time but a, a very tidy uh, Obika header but my goodness what were St. Johnson's, St. Johnson's defence doing at oh, the end was, of that my what goodness. was Jason what was Jason Kerr doing with that lunge I mean mm. far oh, right. oh yeah oh terrible yes yes I yeah, mean full challenge oh, yeah. I mean, he didn't even, didn't even get him so I mean it's a red card and he didn't get him I mean you know I mean if you're done if you're lunging like that you got to get him so I mean he, he didn't even manage to do that so that was that was just That's terrible right. on multiple multiple levels um, tomorrow that, morning's bus that was he <laughs> <laughs> and that's where, uh, got, that's where we got some run back into it, yeah. Uh, totally. Uh, so if the league was called tomorrow in the land of COVID, uh, and I see your vaccines and all the rest of it rolling out, and in the week of Christmas, we won't talk about Christmas too much because it's just such a weird year. Uh, but Rangers uh, well ahead. They'll be in the Champions League box seat. Celtic will be in Champions League qualifying. They are just ahead of Aberdeen on goal difference. Uh, 15 
uh, goal differences better to Aberdeen, who are on the same points, 34. Uh, at the moment, that means Hibs and Aberdeen will be the two clubs that would go into Europa League contention. The bottom five teams are separated by, oh, sorry, the bottom uh, seven teams are separated by um, just four points. So, um, Motherwell 21, Dundee United 21, Livingston 18, St Bernard 18, Kelly, St Johnson, Hamilton, all on 17, but Hamilton, a far inferior goal difference. Ross County adrift at the bottom now on 13 points. Oh, I'm sure all my arithmetic there was horribly wrong, but uh, anyway, you get the idea, right? So well, I whatever. Think, I, think, I, think, I think there's two things there, right? You've got the, you've got the likes of Kilmarnock who are deeply in the mire and can't get a win for love nor money, so they're on the way down. You've got Hamilton slowly picking themselves up again. St. Johnson ended a, a good run. Ross County, well, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how, obviously how they go with their new manager. Livingston have pulled their socks up. So you're sort of looking at that going, Ross County's got some work to do. Hamilton have got work to do. And I, I, I'm, I'm fearing for Kelly at the moment. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, changing my, I'm changing my mind. I, I, I think things are starting to just... Come a wee bit, a wee bit unstuck there. They're smelling just a uh, bit, smelling a wee bit cheesy. Yeah, um, that's that's now one one win in the last six. So they are definitely the form lines there are not good. Well, I think Ross County will they get a bounce when they get John Yogi Hughes. Hamilton will always be in the mix somewhere, but you know they're always going to survive. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it's getting more interesting as the weeks pass. And Johnson need to win on a couple more games. Like they were, they were tasty there. They got eleven in a row without losing, and 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 have been consistent. And you know what, they're still in the cup, so that's great. But um, I do think that they're going to have to improve pretty soon if they're going to do anything this season. Um, there's so much football coming up that it's week or two. It's almost like there's a, a kind of festive festive football. Um, so tonight, Celtic playing Ross County, Hamilton against Livingston, Hibs against St. Mern, St. Johnson playing Rangers, Motherwell against Aberdeen, Dundee United against Kilmarnock. Uh, all right, I'm going to break. I just said I wouldn't do it, but I'm going to go and we'll do a bit of the old kind of predictions because we've got two of them to get out of the way. So Celtic, Ross County, home win. Celtic. Okay, Hamilton and Livingston. Ooh. I'm going to go Livingston. I think so too. I think Livy have improved a lot. Uh, your man got the job full time. I know that's good news, and that's a, that's a win. So I'm happy for that. Yep. Uh, Hibs against St. Mern. Hibs. I'm going to go St. Mern. I think St. Mern are a more formed team. Um, Hibs honking defensive mix up against Aloha, where they could have, you know, they, I mean, the two honking defensive mix ups actually they shouldn't have conceded against Dundee United, and there was a, a harbinger of that in the game against Aloha earlier in the week, and they almost conceded an equaliser with a, a, one of the shocking back passes of a career, um, where you know ricocheted um, off a, a, a striker coming in on the, on a ball on top of the goalkeeper. Terrible, terrible back pass. If, anyway. Hib, if Hibs take their chances, they'll win. But that 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 was their problem on the weekend is that they didn't take their chances. So if they rectify that at home, they'll. They'll they'll win, but fair enough. Our thoughts, um, St. Johnson Rangers. Uh, I, I think I think Rangers will uh, do the business. Yeah, I think that that is a, an ideal game for them. Actually, at this particular stage of crisis, uh, Motherwell against Aberdeen. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Aberdeen. I think Motherwell are just all over the place at the moment, um, and I think they're coming up against an inform Aberdeen. Um, yeah, I just I said Motherwell would have to show a bit more for me um before um before I start tipping them, basically. 
I didn't realise what a run of form Aberdeen had had. Um, so you kind of you get stats like that. You think, I they are they have done pretty soundly. And you know when they've got all their midfield firing, and they didn't actually have all their midfield firing. They didn't need to have all their midfield firing against Killy. Uh, they're pretty impressive. I so good luck Aberdeen. I reckon too. Dundee United against Kilmarnock. Uh, I rated right, Dundee United. Um, I, th- I think they I think they showed a lot of spirit. You know they were they were out of it for long periods on the weekend, but they they obviously didn't give up and they got that late, late equaliser. So I think that will give them a bit of confidence. And uh, again, I think just Kelly are just off the boil at the moment in big ways. So yeah, Dundee United. Yeah, so it's all good. It's all good. It's all getting a wee bit kind of shaky outy at the bottom. The kind of top six, bottom six will be interesting. So um, Saturday, twenty sixth of December, Boxing Day, uh, live on the telly in Australia land. Uh, you'll be able to see Rangers against Hibs as the first game in W. That kickoff will be at seven thirty p.m. Uh, Rangers against Hibs, tasty. Oh, it'll be it'll be a good game. I'll, I'll definitely be, um, be be watching that one. And um, yeah, look, I think I think Rangers will shed it. I, I I do think again Hibs will create chances. Uh, I think the one thing where Rangers have conceded their goals, it's definitely cr- like crosses, particularly when the ball's played in early. That that's where it, it has found found Rangers out defensively. So if Boyle um, and McGuinness on the wings can sort of you know, apply that pressure and, and put a bit of pressure on Tavernier and, and, and Barisic or whoever the left back is at that point in time. Um, it might make it interesting, but I still think Rangers will, will shade it. Okay, I'm going to go uh, 3 now. I think be much more convincing than that. I think Rangers are going to easily, uh, I think they're just the form team. I think they're going to be really up for it. They'll know that this is one of the kind of close cont- contenders and they want to demonstrate power. Aberdeen against St. Johnson at Pododri later on in the day. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Aberdeen at the moment. Again, it's obviously the midweek fixtures might have a bear not obviously on these weekend result weekend fixtures, but I'll, I'll stick with stick with Aberdeen. Uh, Dundee United, Motherwell at Tanadici. Uh, again, Dundee United. I'm ready to tip them for the win. Um, again, it's just home team, and like I said, Motherwell just you don't know you don't know what you're going to get at the moment yeah. so I could quite easily be wrong on that one but you know I and, just and, yeah. yeah and United have been alright I mean they played um, pretty well against Rangers we bit unlucky and uh, you know they got the draw against Hibs that'll be that'll give them a bit of confidence they know they'll have to pick up some points at Tanadici I think they'll be up for that game this will be one they'll be hoping to bank uh, Hamilton are at home to Celtic that's also live on the telly in Australia land on BN and on the usual web feeds from Hamilton and Celtic Oh, it will just be one of those ones on the the old sticky plastic pitch. Early goals will be important for Celtic's point of view. Um, I think it will be three one. Okay, okay. Kelly are playing Livingston. Uh, Livingston for me at the BBSB Stadium. I'm, I'm just trying to go a draw for this one. I don't know why. Just the battle of the plastic pitches, but I just I've got a feeling that Kelly's bad run obviously can't go on forever, but. I can't see them winning, so I think uh, a nothing each or a one each draw. You're just fed up agreeing with me. We have to go differentially somehow or other so that we can kind of have bragging rights next week, which are usually limited, let's face it. you know. Well, I think Ross County's going to beat St. Martin. I think Yogi's going to get his first oh. win at home. So there you go. You already take St. Martin, so that's... Yes, like that. there we go. Yeah, absolutely right. I am like St. Martin, the other form team of the league, I reckon. Yeah, all looking pretty good. Aye, so final thoughts then. Well, I was reading an interesting article about Jean-Marc Bosman, um, and he was the the guy with the, obviously the Bosman ruling was named after, where players at the end of their contract basically become free agents and can do what they want. But it was a very lengthy court process for him uh, taking it to the end up taking it to the European Court of Arbitration to to win his case. 
but it basically bankrupt him or left him with very little money. He ended up being a pariah in football because the clubs obviously hated him. Um, and Matt David Ginola, of all people, is actually doing a documentary about him. So that will be coming out soon, I believe. It's just an interesting thing because he basically unintentionally revolutionized football and put the power back with the players and the man- and the agents rather than the clubs. Uh, and and uh, and the agents really have creamed it on the back of the whole kind of Bosman thing for decades thereafter. That the kind of so-called parasites of the game, but you know everything, all the wheeling and dealing that goes on now that we never knew about before. Um, my final thoughts actually are about um, a couple of really nice messages around about Christmas time. Um, fans of the two big teams in Glasgow um, responding to requests from charities for shirts and memorabilia um, from their respective clubs and actually the fans themselves contributing to the respective foundations of Celtic and Rangers to try and make sure that um, some of the kids in Glasgow have a better Christmas than maybe they were going to have and I think that's a really lovely touch and on that festive note I would like to wish you Anthony a very Merry Christmas uh, we've got some more podcasting stuff next week because we'll be talking about the New Year features. Um, but uh, a Merry Christmas to everyone who's listening. Thanks so much for listening so far. It's always really good fun. And thanks so much for questions and feedback. We do appreciate it. Uh, like us on the networks. You can tell them all about that, Anthony. Yes, as always, you can get us on Podbean, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And we're also on all the major social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And feel free to reach out. Let us know what you think. And if you've got any questions for next week's podcast or you see something that you, you want us to talk about, send us a line. Um, Merry Christmas to you, Richard. Um, it definitely doesn't, doesn't feel like Christmas this year. This year has just been atrocious um, <laughs> weird but, but it's been weird it has been it has been very odd but um i wish everyone all around the world wherever you're wherever you're listening uh have a merry christmas and we'll catch up with you next week cheers anthony have a good week thank you